Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, I'm Ishan Akbar, and here we are again for another episode of 929, a podcast from Fiverr.com. You know the deal by now. Give us 9 minutes and 29 seconds of your valuable time and we'll give you a top tip from someone who is brilliant at what they do. Today's mini masterclass comes from an award-winning author. I'm Jessie Burton and I am the author of The Miniaturist, The Muse and The Confession and a children's book, The Restless Girls. And I suppose you can tell from that that I spend most of my time writing. And that's time well spent because Jessie's books have sold so well that she can afford to live in a mansion. Well, relatively speaking. I am in uh, a room on the first floor of my house, which um, is also very warm and uh, covered in palm tree wallpaper. I'm really happy that you said first floor of your house because it means that your books have done really well and you've got more than one floor. Oh, well, God. Well done. Yeah, it's, the, yeah, it's <laughs> the anxiety there of confessing that you have a second floor to your house. Jessie's books are great and I hope you'll read them at your leisure. For now, though, time is tight, so let's crack on. What is the lesson you wish to impart today? The lesson I wish to impart is don't let the nose get you down. Right. Now, this is a topic that's very close to my heart as a comedian who's often uh, metaphorically told no by audiences who insist on staying silent. I'm looking (laughs) at you, Kent. Um, How do you do that? It must be so hard when everyone's saying no to you. Yeah, I mean, it can be. It can be when it's, you know, happening all the time. But I do think... All right, I get it. You've been to one of my gigs. Come on, Jesse. <laughs> I think that, I, yeah, I think that being told no can actually be a hugely constructive thing because mm-hmm. it forces you to be adaptable and flexible and to sort of learn more about yourself and just to be a bit more resilient. Um, so I used to be an actress before I published my first book. And that is just such a career where basically you hear no a lot more than you ever hear yes. So I was kind of already prepped for that as a as a wannabe writer trying to find a literary agent that I was going to be told no. But by that point, I was quite bloody minded about being told no. It was just like, yeah, I know you're going to say no, but I also really, really believe in this. So I'm not going to stop. Do you know how many times you were told no? I got probably about 20 no's I would imagine from different literary agents before I got um, five yeses and then I got to pick which one um, I signed with I definitely got many more no's than I got yeses that's for sure does it not matter who the rejection is coming from because look there are some audiences when they don't laugh I say to them this is your fault. You're wrong. <laughs> it's not my fault. Where do you find the balance between having self-belief in whatever it is you're creating or the business you're starting versus the criticisms that you get? 
yeah okay so when it was when I was first sending out the manuscript and trying to get the attention of literary agents I did have a kind of snap reaction when people turned it down I was like are you serious this is really good this is a good book <laughs> you know and it, it's it's the classic kind of like toys out of the pram but then I suppose some of them did reply with you know really detailed thoughtful commentary that they'd taken time over and you know asking me to think about x y and z and perhaps go away rewrite it and come back to them and I'm quite a collaborative person when it comes to creativity and making stuff with other people. So I was like, well, yeah, okay, this is actually really interesting and really useful. So I sort of took it on board. But then there would be other people who, you know, just weren't interested. And and I have to admit, I was just like, well, if you don't like this and you don't get it, then I don't really want you representing me or, you know, that's fine. That's your prerogative. Mm. Um, And then as you become published and then it's out there in the world and then you're going to have readers who hate your book with a passion and really like to tell you that to your face um, (laughs) or certainly tag you on things on social media. Um, (laughs) And, you know, nowadays I will say uh, my skin has got a bit thicker about that kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, okay, like you're wrong, but (laughs) no, I'm I'm joking. (laughs) Okay, so whether you're, you're a writer, an artist, an entrepreneur, startup, anything like this, you're going to pour your heart and soul into making something of whatever your field is. If someone rejects you on that basis, you then say, think to yourself, well, you're rejecting my entire existence. How do you stop yourself from taking that rejection personally? I know that it's so difficult when you have, yeah, like you say, your entire selfhood, whether or not you are an artist or a person setting up a new business or anything that you're trying to make in the world, and you put your heart and soul into something and then people say, no, this isn't for us. And then you'd feel like there's no other outlet. There's no other direction you can turn in. I don't necessarily think there's any escaping that. You have to go through those feelings. I'm not going to be able to say, here's what you do to get rid of those feelings. They are absolutely part and parcel of taking steps of being courageous and being brave and putting yourself out there you it's like saying to someone that you love them and hoping that they say it back you know you'll never know oh if you god don't... why did you bring that up i've had so many issues on that front <laughs> but you'll never know if you don't try and actually oh i know it's definitely a no <laughs> well you say that but you never know like you is this in my second novel like this really interested me this idea of like success and luck and I say you have to be ready in order to be lucky and what I could also say to that is like you have to be prepared to be really hurt and mm. the personal hurt is not invalid but it certainly shouldn't make you stop trying but also mm. you have to understand that those people who are saying no to you haven't like drawn up a chart of your life and looked at all of your activities throughout your existence and gone, yeah, she's a terrible person and we hate her. Mm. It's not that. It's just it doesn't work for them in that moment. So you pragmatically remove yourself from that and knock on somebody else's door. Is there a difference between saying don't take no for an answer and saying don't let the no's get you down? Yes, I think there is. I think sometimes you do just have to take no for an answer. (laughs) because sometimes you just have to like move away and go yeah this isn't working and don't be obnoxious like don't just write to a literary agent and say well you're wrong and this is why and this happens all the time like my literary agent will turn down manuscripts and people will write back to her and say no you're wrong but it's not going to make her change her mind 
So it's like you've got yeah. to be adaptable and it's like, okay, that person has literally said no to me and I cannot do anything to change their mind. So mm. you do take no for an answer. But not letting the no's as a kind of collective get you down is a very different thing because mm -hmm. that's about understanding that rejection is intrinsic to the creative process, to making something happen. It actually, you build on that to make something better. So yeah, there is a difference. Has the pandemic given you an opportunity to kind of relax a bit? Yeah, actually, like the first three weeks of lockdown, I didn't write a thing. It was like I took my brain to a spa and just let her have a pedicure, manicure, full massage. Lovely stuff. Yeah, yeah like I just great. sort of chilled out and did the stereotypical lockdown stuff of baking and pruning my garden. What's the best thing you've baked? Um, okay, so I made this... <laughs> I made a coffee cake, but because I'm so bad at baking, I put all of the ingredients in one cake tin. Right. But kept it on the same cooking time. So I was like, mm -mm, look at this Nigel Slater cake. And then <laughs> on the outside, it was all fine. And then in the middle, it was just raw, Ishan, completely raw. Oh, no. But I scooped it all out and I put all that raw mix into little mini muffin trays and I made these coffee cake bites. Right then, so in terms of the lesson of how to not let the nose get you down, what I've learned is when you're baking a coffee cake and you're left with raw cake mixture, turn it into coffee bites. <laughs> Absolutely. With the added little crunch in there every now and then for a bit of a surprise. Author Jesse Burton on knowing when to take the nose on your nose. And no, we've not quite finished. 929 is a Fiverr podcast. Don't forget, you can always catch up on previous episodes of 929 from people like Rankin, Davina DeCampo, Serena Abassi. And if you haven't already subscribed, please do, as we've got more episodes coming your way every Monday. We won't take no for an answer. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.